Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sid Hartman, do in. Certainly, you've been warned. We've got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Derek Falvey, Twins General Manager, will join us. So, too, will uh, Mike Boone from the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins will give us some time. Glenn Mason, Dave St. Peter. Um, Mark Coyle, all kinds of fun stuff. I had Brad Hand, closer for the Cleveland Indians from right here in Chaska, but our leadoff man knows all about baseball all over Major League Baseball because that's where he travels. Ron Coomer, good to visit with you again. Mikey, always great to talk to you, buddy. It's, uh, yeah, it's been a couple, a little bit of time, but it's always great to talk to you. I miss talking to you guys in Minnesota and you in particular, bud. What, what's life with the Chicago Cubs like right now? Um, a little tense, I yeah. would say. We're, you know, well, you understand. We, we've lost two in a row on the road. Um, we've had our struggles on the road. Um, played great at home. We won the first game here in Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's a much improved team, especially adding Bauer from Cleveland. And, you know, they've had beat us two in a row. We won the first game, and now tonight we got to try to make things even. But it's a little tense because we're in a, we're in a tough race. Um, with uh, Milwaukee and St. Louis, we're a game and a half up. But, you know, we've had our struggles on the road, and we've got to get that figured out if we're going to play in October. Yeah, Twins get Milwaukee next after this. What's your take on the Brewers right now? Um, they're a good team. They can swing the bats. Um, they're a little banged up right now. Yelich hasn't played, I believe, in three days or four days. Um, but they find a way to, to win. They're a little shy um, pitching-wise, I think, in the rotation. Um, and in the bullpen at times, um, all depending on when you get Hater. You know, he threw a bunch of pitches the other day. Um, but they're a real good team. They're a real fundamentally sound team, which you'd expect with Craig Council being their manager, who is a really fundamental, fundamentally sound player. So, you know, they're going to do little things right. But, you know, the Twins with their big bats, they, they could they could pose some problems for for uh, Milwaukee. Well, you know, the question everybody's asking right now is the big bats, can, can can you win over the long haul or do you really have to have a strong top of the rotation? Uh, the Twins aren't, you know, they've been good in terms of starting pitching. They haven't been great, maybe. Odorizzi was very good, at least to battle through it last night. Had a lot of base runners but didn't give up any runs. What do you think? Do, do you have to have one or two top of the rotation aces to, to do what the Cubs did a couple years ago? I, I think so, but but that doesn't mean they have to be the most elite. They don't have to be Verlander. They don't have to be someone like that. They you know John Lester was not one of those guys, but he really knew how to pitch and he knew how to keep your team in the game. And that's what I think. You know Kyle Hendricks did the same thing. Um, Kyle is a you know more like a Brad Radke where he throws eighty eight miles an hour, a lot of changeups. So you just got to be able to keep your team in the game. Uh, my bigger concern about teams that rely on the home run is you know when you get in october and you're facing much better pitching does the home run come that's the big question now in 2016 the cubs did a little of both they hit the long ball and 
and had some key home runs through the playoffs, but they also grinded out at bats. So um, they had a little bit of both since then. They've been a little more home run and not as much grinding the at-bats. So um, October is a time where if you keep banging the ball, great but it gets more difficult when you're facing the best pitching. Well, a lot has changed since you played the game. I mean, it's just uncanny. The shift, the home runs, the baseball, uh, you know, power pitchers, closers, if you can get them in the seventh inning, that you, you make them a close. All this stuff uh, has changed. I don't know if it makes for a better game or not, but as, as you go through Major League Baseball right now, and this year of the long ball, and certainly we've seen it here, do, do you find that people are satisfied with that? Do, do you find that there, there's more excitement with the home run versus the two-to-one game? More excitement with the home run. I don't think it's a better game. I think it's a much more boring game. Um, there's just not a lot of action in that game right now, Mike. You know, you go out there. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the, the game is about home runs, strikeouts, walks, and not a lot of balls put in play. And there's just not a lot of action. There's no speed element to the game or very little. Um, so to me, that that's, that's an issue. But the teams that can grind out you know how many how many times do you see a ball game where three and four hits score two runs? Yeah, it's not the case. It's a walk, a bloop, a three run bomb. Um, you just don't see the line keep moving um, too often. When when a team can do that, they stand out like a sore thumb. You know that can grind out at bats and and get four and five hits in an inning. You know, including a walk in there. So. Um, the game has changed. The math has changed. The, the shifting has changed. I really think, though, it's going to come back full circle. Guys are going to learn how to beat this shift and use the other side of the diamond and, uh, and be more of a well-rounded hitter. I'll tell you one thing. I would have loved to have had teams shift on me all the time. Mm. You know, I, I'd have probably, you know, I'd have hit the ball the other way even more than I already did. So. I, I do think that that's going to come back and and kind of get a little more balanced. Well, you you know, and that's you know, Cleveland's on this roll, and you watch them, and they do do that. They grind out at bats. Some, I mean, they're so confident, and even it surprised me and watch them for a few days. But Puig, uh, he has he's hit the ball the other way. He's gone. To, you know, uh, they've put together a couple of innings where they you know they haven't hit home run. I don't even know. I don't think they've hit a home run in three games against the Twins. But they're confident and they're not afraid. And then the other thing is they swing so damn hard on it when it's zero and two or one. One or two, they don't they don't care. Uh, but but I guess that comes with confidence too, huh? Yeah, and it comes with the style of the game. Now, the one thing for Puig in, in particular, playing here in Cincinnati for these uh, yeah for the year, the short porch and right and Cincy will will make a right hander want to go the other way. Ah, um, so that's that's part of it. In Cleveland, is that way the ball really jumps um, to right center in Cleveland? So that's that's another. You know, reason he will try to hit the ball the other way, maybe a little more. But yeah, I I couldn't even imagine taking a swing and going to one knee um, in the old Metrodome with in my first or second year with TK sitting in there yeah. on a two on a one and two pitch and swinging in a slider in the dirt and falling over. Um, I'd either been sent back to Salt Lake City or I'd have been so far at the end of the bench I wouldn't have seen where the field was. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, no, I can't. I can't remember anybody taking a big hack unless it was by mistake, and they were trying to protect, and they just missed it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. The game, that's that's the part that's changed. You know, that's part of it. You know, the two strike approach. We have a guy on our team, Rizzo, that does it, and he's one of our power guys. And when he shoots a ball the other way, everybody's like, 
Ooh, you're like, no, that's just kind of the way the game used to be, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. just very different. Yeah, and it's um, uh, as you mentioned, it's it, you think about it, the home run, but a lot of a lot of when you put an inning together, there's generally at least one walk and at least one bloop. If, if you score runs without a home run, it's generally not three to the gap or up the middle. It's generally at least one walk and at least one bloop. There's no doubt. Uh, we've had such a – it's been so different here with the Cubs since the trade deadline, getting Castellanos, So you guys yeah. saw in Detroit for all these years. You know, he's got, I think, 43 doubles this year, 44 doubles this season uh, between Detroit and Chicago. And for him to hit line drives in the gap, you're like, oh, that's what that used to look like. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and, and he's come here and made a big impact. You know, he had a nine-game hitting streak since he joined the Cubs. And you just see that approach of trying to hit the ball on the line and not elevate everything. It, it, it does really stand out. If you were the Twins right now, would you just keep swinging from your heels, though? Yeah, I mean, you're, you, the trade deadline's over. You are what you are. Uh, are they better served, do you think, just swinging from their heels and saying, we're going to take our best shot, we're going to assume that we're probably going to give up five runs and we're going to try to outscore you? I, I think you can't change now. You, you definitely, you are who you are. I looked at their at their averages um, earlier today, just going over their ball club. You know, they've, they've got guys that are all, you know, you don't have a bunch of two twenty and two thirty. No, no, that's true. So they're so they're doing better, and that's why they're in first place for you know most of the season because they are doing a better job of grinding out the at bat and not just you know the problem is is when you get the two twenty and two thirty guy who's hitting a bunch of home runs, but he's not doing anything else. Um, that's when it gets to be a little more difficult because then you know you, you you're chances of driving in extra runs other than hitting a home run are next to nil, you know, and you, that, you have too many of those guys, and, you know, that's when you have trouble. You know, Nelson Cruz is on the shelf again right now, I mean, in part because, and this might be a part of, you know, the playing home run ball, you're going to swing hard all the time, you're going to have aggravating injuries, and both he and C.J. Crone have had aggravating injuries, not saying it's because of that, but I've never seen, and you've seen a lot of guys, and you've seen him play, uh, I guess I've seen it, and that's why I know it. A guy that has that kind of presence in the clubhouse where they walk in and he commands respect like he does, 39 years old, best hitter on the team, doesn't have to say a lot. When he speaks, they listen. Give me the profile of Nelson Cruz and a guy like that and what he does for a clubhouse. Well, he does a lot for a clubhouse. And when he's having the success that he's having, you know, I, you know, I can give you a, a scenario that I – had when Paul Molitor came to the Twins. Similar. Paulie, Paulie was a you know 37 or 38 year old coming to the Twins as a champion, um, playing with you know some great teams in Milwaukee and and Toronto. And I remember instantly the nickname was HOF for him, and you know everybody just went, okay, Paul's the leader of the team. It just happened, it, you know, overnight one day in the clubhouse, and that's the way it was. I think for Cruz, they see him as a guy who's battled for a long time in the league and a lot of success and is still competing at a really high level. I mean, his wrist is sore, Mike, because he hit like 15 home runs in the last two weeks. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I mean, God's sake. Yeah, the guy, it had to, you know, at target field, too. I'm looking at some of the home runs he's hitting on target field. Oppo, right center. I mean, geez. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So, you know, when you have that kind of success and you're a quality guy, 
um, you can see why he, he commands the respect that he does. Last question for people in Chicago. They can visit Ron Coomer not just at the ballpark, but at his all-new eatery. Ran to your high school coach a couple weeks ago at a Vikings practice, and he told me Uh-oh. that that bar and grill is going pretty well for the Coom. Where is it, and what is, what's the name of it? Yeah, it's in my town where I went to high school in Lockport called Coombs Corner. We're just a little sports pub with some good food, and we have a lot of fun. We're, we're small-town America out there, and I like doing it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I have a great chef. You know, I, we're going to have good food, Mike. i, I got to have good food. <laughs> we, do, we do that. We're going to have some fun. We'll have a Bears-Vikings party. I know when the Bears play the Vikes, we'll, we'll do some stuff like that. But it's been a fun venture. I, I've tried to do it in Minneapolis when I was there. Didn't work out, but I was able to do it here in Chicago now that I've been here a little while. Just a lot of fun. All right, you and I are going to have lunch. Uh, game one of the World Series, Cubs and Twins. We'll eat there for lunch, okay? I, I tell you, that will be great. And, by the way, bring my great personal friend, Sid Hartman, if he shows up. Yeah, you, well, he, he's going to assume the check's on you, so he'll be there. Has that ever changed? <laughs> hey, I appreciate you more than you know, sir. Thank you so much, and I hope we can talk soon. Mikey, always great to talk to you. You bet. Ron Coomer, nice enough to join us. A lot more coming on the Sports Huddle. Brad Hand, Kirk Cousins, uh, Mark Coyle, Dave St. Peter, Glenn Mason, uh, Randy Dobbeck, who came and made his Major League debut for the Twins the other day, uh, Derek Falvey, all that and more straight ahead on this edition of the Sports Huddle. Welcome back. Sports Huddle, Ron Coomer, outstanding. P.J. Fleck will join us at 10.30. Just got a text on that, so... We're loaded for bear here the rest of the way. Uh, Minnesota Twins and the club, they're going through this for the first time, a lot of them, and trying to figure it out as they go to an extent. Uh, That's why we mentioned Nelson Cruz. But for some of these guys, this is going to be the most significant year uh, in their careers because it's the first time they've been in a race. Taylor Rogers is one of those people assuming the role is closer. We had a chance to sit and talk about just that and more. I was just talking to Tyler about this. You, you, you got to remember, you're in the thick of things, and it's an old marathon, and it's up and down, and all those things. Have you, have you adjusted to that part of this year that it's never going to be perfect? It's always going to be tough and hard, and all those things that go into trying to win a division. Yeah, you know that's that's why you play 162 games. Um, uh, it's just the tale of two halves, I guess. Uh, you know, if you look at their first half, and uh, you know nobody would expect them to be where they're at right now. Um, so you never know what happens with baseball. We just stick to our plan of, of uh, you know, winning a homestand or, or winning a road trip. And I think at the end of the year, we should be in good shape. Is it always go back to the basics no matter what? You know, one foot in front of the other, pitch, pitch, all that stuff. Uh, don't get, I mean, is that what it always comes back to? I think that's what you have to do, um, you know, especially in the, the rougher times. Uh, when things are going well, that's, that's what you think about. It's more of a larger picture. Um, obviously, you want to take care of each day uh, as its own separate entity, but just keep it perspective and uh, um, you know try to win a homestand or win a road trip, and that's a good formula. We're all getting kind of used to this uh, rotation out of the bullpen, but if you haven't pitched for a few days, is there a chance like you could go in the sixth or seventh inning? I mean, is that the way it's kind of set up and structured based on, hey, we really need outs right now against left-handed hitting, or uh, is it always going to be towards the end? I don't know. Who knows, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm down there uh, ready to go. So uh, the phone rings, I answer. <laughs> that, that's pretty much how I roll. Um, yeah, it's not. Uh, I don't call the dugout. The dugout calls the bullpen. Yeah. So that's how that's how it goes. When you watch from out there, what do you try to get out of it so that you know when you're going? What's the most important thing that you study? Prepare prepare myself first. Yeah. Um, 
I think uh, if, if, if I'm prepared for the day, then, then the confidence is there um, to go out there and, and just execute what you worked on. Um, try not to think about too much of the other stuff. Uh, really, guys, you know, uh, that gets you out of your strengths. Uh, so I just practice myself, uh, my strengths, and what makes me good, and live and die with that. You know, I watched Reyes uh, the other night, 0-2, and he's swinging from his heels. He's swinging as hard as he can swing, and he hits a double. Mm-hmm. How does that change the way you pitch when the rules seem to have kind of gone out the window, at least for a lot of guys? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it's, a, it's one of those things you can do all the research you want to do, yeah. all the analytics you want to do, but at the end of the day, those are still humans, and, yeah. and they can change their script. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, you pitch know, by pitch. Exactly, exactly. Uh, that's what makes baseball beautiful. You know, yeah. that's, that's why we come here to watch the game, because nothing is set in stone, and uh, you're going to see something new you've never seen at the ballpark every night. And do you see that guys, I mean, you know, you see even injuries because of it, but do you, did you feel like guys are swinging harder just in general, that, that they're just determined not to get cheated? Oh, certainly, certainly. I think, uh, you know, the hitters... You know, supposed to just putting it in play? Well, the hitters found out, you know, that uh, get paid a little more if you hit homers. So mm-hmm. why would they not? And once that happened. Yeah, and you're not going to get paid less for striking out. Mm-hmm. So once that kind of happened, they all figured, well, hell, I'll just start shooting for the fences. And I'll say this, though. Puig, who I hadn't really never seen play before because he's been in the National League, mm-hmm. he's not afraid to use the whole field. I thought he was a swing from the heels guy, but you got to be careful with him because he's not afraid to hit it into the ground anytime. Yeah. Puig's, Puig's another one of those guys. He's just like a little kid. You really yeah. don't know what he's yeah. going to do Freakish, or what he's yeah. thinking. So, uh yeah, that's what makes him good, and that's yeah. what I'm talking about. He sticks to his strengths and doesn't worry about what the pitcher's trying to do to him. He sticks to his strengths, and then the pitcher's doing that, you know, vice versa, then now we have something to watch. That's entertainment. And that's what makes it fun. That's right. There you yeah, go. Taylor Rogers, Minnesota Twins playing again today. Uh, Twins up one game right now in the standings. One game. Between them and the Cleveland Indians, if they win today, they're up to Cleveland with a more difficult schedule. We'll cover all that. Derek Falby will join us. Randy Dobnik. What what a debut he had the other night. He comes in with the glasses on and, um, you know, it was in defeat, but he gave a chance. And uh, he's going to join us at 1045. Kirk Cousins is going to give us some time today. Mike Boone, Viking running back, will be on with us. P.J. Fleck, Glenn Mason, Dave St. Peter, Mark Coyle. Um, you can go to a lot of stations. You can go to a lot of places in the country. But you're not going to find anybody can pack a sports show together like we can right here. Sid Hartman around the corner as well. Keep listening to WCCO. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.